Hey, welcome back to The Spiritual Leader. Thanks for joining me again. Today I'm going to answer the question, what is a spiritual leader? I believe it's a good question to ask and a good question to answer. So why don't you sit back, relax, hope you enjoy. So what is a spiritual leader? Obviously, The Spiritual Leader is the name of his podcast. But what do I mean when I use that title or that description? What I mean when I say spiritual leader is it means someone who sees themselves as more than just a leader. You know, as a leader in life, there's many great leaders in life that aren't spiritual leaders, yet they're very, very good leaders and they have very good natural skills and abilities. They're good at things like team management or project management. That If you give them something to do, they achieve it in a great and successful way. This would make them very much a leader, but that doesn't make them a spiritual leader. A spiritual leader is somebody that may have natural skills and abilities that are great and uh, cause them to produce great things, but they also recognise another key section to their life. In fact, they recognise a greater section to their life, which is that they are spiritual leaders. You know, there's a difference between a leader and a spiritual leader. When people say to me, Andy, you're, you're a good leader, what I often respond to them is, oh, I'm not just a leader, I'm a spiritual leader. There's a difference between an organisation and a spiritual organisation. There's many great organisations in the world, humanitarian, business-focused organisations that achieve great things. But again, that doesn't make them spiritual. I believe that the church is a spiritual organisation. We're not just an organisation. We shouldn't just work on being well organised or proficient or excellent. Though those things aren't wrong, we always need to realise that there's a name that comes before organisation. And that name or that title is spiritual. Yes, we should run our ministries and our churches with great excellence and be very sharp in the way that we handle business, finances and such things related to the practical of ministry and church. But we need to understand that before we're an organisation, we are spiritual. We are on the earth for spiritual things, God's intentions. And in the same way, I apply that rule to being a spiritual leader. Yes, I may be a leader, meaning that I'm good at natural management or or in, in imparting vision or working out vision in a natural sense. But I consider above that in my life is the title spiritual. I'm not here to build something for man. I'm here to build something for God and with God and through God's ability. So when we look at the title spiritual leader, I believe that the world should see us as spiritual leaders. I remember once being away ministering somewhere and just having breakfast in a hotel and opening up a paper and something had happened in a town or a village that was represented by the article. And they made this statement which caught my attention. They said, now we want to um, just quote from a spiritual leader in that city. And they put the words of somebody who was a vicar in that city, in that area, concerning what he thought or what his view was of what had occurred. And that made me sit for a moment and say, yeah, wait a moment. I'm not just a leader to the area that God has placed me, to the nation that God has placed me in. I'm a spiritual leader. 
I'm here to speak God's thoughts. I'm here to see God's will come to pass. I'm here to see God do what he wants to do through my life as I submit it to him. You see, mere leaders are great, but in comparing them to spiritual leaders, they actually have limitation. You see, with a natural leader, with somebody that would just say of themselves, I'm a leader, what that means is their potential or their ability ends with them, that they're the lid of their own life, that they have nothing to give beyond what they can produce or provide in their own strength or in their own education or in their own skill set. Yet when we look at a spiritual leader, what we're saying is, yes, as a leader, this person possesses all the skills that they've developed, all the abilities that they've learned, um, how to do things, etc., etc. But they don't place their confidence in those things, rather at that which precedes the title leader, which is spiritual. As a spiritual leader, they understand that it's not just about their natural skills and abilities, but rather it's what a limitless God can do through their life. But when they come to the end of their strength, it doesn't end there. There they find God's strength. When they come to the end of their abilities, their human abilities, their natural leadership abilities, that's the moment where they encounter God and his ability and what God is able to do through them. You know, there's often a lot of reference on this topic concerning when Paul said, when I am weak, then he is strong. But it doesn't actually say that. If you read it, it says, when I am weak, then I am strong. What was Paul saying? When I come to the end of my ability as a natural man and a natural leader, it's in that place that I suddenly discover his ability, an ability that's greater than mine, an initiative that's greater than mine, a way of thinking, a way of planning, um, a visionary um, mindset and, and, and state of being which is far better than mine. And what Paul was saying in that statement was, when I come to the end of me, I haven't stopped because that's where I find him. Actually, in my weakness is where he's glorified. When I come to the point of where I can't do any more, suddenly I do more, but it's not applause to what I've brought to the table, rather what he is now doing through me. You know, when we read through scripture, we see different references concerning what we're sharing today. I love what it says in Acts 17, verse 28, where it says, in him, we live and we move and we have our being. As spiritual leaders, we always remember what we teach from John 15, that he's the vine and we're the branch. We exist because of our union or connection or oneness that we have now to him, our union to God through Christ. And it's through that union that the, hate, the, the Holy Spirit is able to flow through us things far beyond what we had in our own ability. Truly, for each of us as spiritual leaders, we need to be able to say, in him, we live, we move, we have our being. I also love what Paul said in the book of Philippians when we read in Philippians 4 verse 13. We see Paul sharing out of this revelation again when he said, I can do all things. Now, if that statement was left alone, it would 
put the um, credit or ability down to the man Paul. But Paul actually wasn't saying that he could do all things. He hadn't finished speaking. The full statement was, I can now do all things through Christ who strengthens me. You see, Paul was recognising that when he was at the end of his ability of what he could do, of what he could produce with everything natural about him, that's not where he stopped. Because again, it was at that point that God did things through him using his life for for, for mighty acts and mighty city changing feats that Paul wouldn't have been able to do in his own right. Now, as spiritual leaders, what we're recognising is we're not undervaluing being a leader. It's great to develop good leadership in your life. It's great to be a good leader concerning natural attributes and things. But we cannot afford, if we're going to change the villages and the towns, the cities and the nations that God has sent us to, to live just in that compartment of being leaders. Now, we need to look in the mirror and see spiritual leaders. By mirror, I'm not so much referring to the mirror that hangs on your wall that reveals your natural reflection. Rather, I'm talking of the mirror of the word. We need to look into the mirror of the word to see our true identity and our identity, not just as natural leaders, but as God's spiritual leaders on the earth. Now, let me just say again, but both are needed. When I say about being spiritual, I'm not removing the need for being a good leader. When I say that we're to be a good leader, what I'm saying is first comes the spiritual that causes us to be the best leader that we can be. Both are needed and at different times, both are drawn upon. That's why I don't just want to be spiritual or I don't just want to be a leader. I want to be a spiritual leader because there's times in what God has asked me um, to do things that I need to draw upon the leadership skills that I've developed in my life and what the Holy Spirit has developed in my life, skills that would be seen as very natural things. There's times when I need to manage people or manage product projects and I have to tap in to what would be referred to or taught in colleges as probably natural skills. Those aren't wrong. Those are things that the Lord has enabled me to grow and have in my life also. But I also recognise that there's times and situations that I face where those natural skills or those natural leadership attributes are not enough to do what needs to be done. I need to also, as a spiritual leader, out of the spiritual part of me, be able to be sensitive to the voice of the Holy Spirit, hear him, hear his leading. Other times I need to, as a spiritual man, be able to touch into the power of heaven to see something changed on earth. Like I said before, to be a leader would leave me in a moment where spiritual breakthrough was needed, um, very unequipped for what I was facing. But God doesn't want us to be unequipped. He, want us, he wants us to know that we have more than enough to do everything he's called us to do. I remember years ago, having a conversation with a dear friend that was in ministry overseeing a whole bunch of churches. And um, hey, I record this story and some of these thoughts in my book, God's Blueprint for the Church. There's a section at the back of that book called The Spiritual Leader, if you want to dig in and study this a little bit further. But I remember having a conversation with um, this friend and he was telling me 
of a moment in his family when um, all of a sudden his eldest daughter, I believe it was, suddenly became very sick and she had that meningitis that was very, very severe. He got a phone call that his daughter had this severe meningitis and the doctors were saying, um, I don't know if she's going to make it through the day. And as as this man, my friend, was telling me the story, I was like, my eyes were open, my my, my, draw, my jaw was dropping. And he said he, 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 he revi- arrived home and all of a sudden he saw his daughter and things didn't look good and the doctors were there and the doctors were saying, this could be a matter of hours now. Um, we can't control what's happening. And he kind of paused in that moment And I was just um, fully into this conversation. And I made a statement, not meaning to undermine any natural leader, um, but I made a statement that that as I said it, I thought, well, I'm going to go back and think about that a little bit later on. And in that moment, my statement was this. I referred to a very well-known natural leader that is very known for leadership skills and training other leaders And in my comment, without naming this person, I said, wow, I suppose in that moment you were in a naming the person book couldn't help you. A leadership based book, a book on leadership principles, not spiritual principles, couldn't help you. And in that moment, we both stopped me and my friend and we looked at each other and we kind of nodded that. In this moment, a book on natural leadership or a book by somebody training natural leaders to be good leaders really couldn't help this man or his daughter. I said, in that moment, you needed to be able to reach into heaven and pull out a miracle for your daughter. You know, the good news of the story is that that's exactly what my friend did. In that moment, he laid aside the natural leader that he was, got on his knees, did what he knew to do as a spiritual leader, and he reached into heaven. He reached into the realm of heaven and pulled that miracle from that realm into this realm. His daughter became well. She recovered and she's still um, alive today, happily married as if this incident had never happened in her life. Stop and think about that for a moment. It's good that he was a natural leader. But this moment didn't need a natural leader. It needed a spiritual leader. Other moments in my friend's life needed him to be a good natural leader, to lead what God had entrusted or given him leadership over. But not this moment. This moment, he needed to be able to touch heaven and know how to do it. Listen, my friend, if you're going to be used by God, uh, wherever the Lord's planting you or wherever the Lord's going to send you, you don't need either or. You need both. But I want to underline that we need to be true to developing the spiritual of who we are, not just the leadership of who we are. But God doesn't want us to be either or. He wants us to be both. You know, when I look at the life of Paul, I see a man who was a great spiritual leader. There was a man who was able to um, arrange things, set things up, cause things to happen. That came out of the leadership facet of who he was but if you read anything concerning Paul it's not long before you realize that he was first a very spiritual man but wasn't that the same with Jesus also when you look at the life of Jesus you can see good leadership look at the way that he drew men look at the way that he raised those men up look at the way that he trained his men look at the way that he laid things out the plans the future where he was heading next there was a very very real 
great leader. In fact, I believe that Jesus was and will always be the greatest leader that ever walked the earth. Why? Because he was God on earth, leader above all leaders. But also we record often, don't we, the moments where Jesus never lent into the leadership aspect of who he was, but rather the spiritual, where he had to provide miraculous food when people needed feeding. He had to know how to cause a situation that involved death to be turned around. He needed to know how to bring a miracle out of heaven that would cause a leper to become well. Now, don't forget, this wasn't just what Jesus did. It's what he called us to do also. Remember what he says in these great commissional type verses where he said that we were to go into all the world, that we were to heal the sick. We were to raise the dead. We would cast out devils when we came upon them. You see, the mission that God has given us, this great commission that God has given us, is not a mission to be great leaders. It's a mission to be great spiritual leaders. Now, don't get me wrong. Let's not lose either side of this. I want to underline again, it's good to develop the leadership aspect of who you are. Because if you are not a good leader, anything you gain from being strong spiritual, you probably will lose or won't retain because you don't know how to lead what God has just done in that moment. But in the same way, if you're not spiritual, you're going to continually hit walls. Walls that need a spiritual response will not respond to a natural response. I want to encourage you today just to see yourself, not just as a leader, but like Paul, and like Christ himself, as a spiritual leader, a person that's got great and ever-growing skills, naturally, but someone that's also daily working in a devotional lifestyle to develop the spiritual strength of who they are so that the kingdom can be expanded, increased, and uh, we can see God do what he wants to do. It's not an issue of either or. One of my Um, pet hates when it comes to things taught within Christianity is sometimes this attitude of either or. You know, we, we reach a moment where it's like we have to choose something and often we'll say, either we do this or either we'll have this or we'll have this. Either we'll do this or we'll do that. Yeah, sometimes there's a moment where we need to choose between two things, but there's many other times when we don't need to choose and we can actually have both. And that's, I believe, what we're looking at here when it comes to the thought of the spiritual leader. God doesn't want us to pick one or the other. He doesn't want us to say, well, I'm going to be spiritual or for another person to say, well, I'm going to be a leader. Rather, he wants us to bring these two incredible components together and purpose in our hearts to be great spiritual leaders for him. There's something wired within us that sometimes can't handle the thought of having both instead of either or. I can remember uh, years ago when when carveries came in to Great Britain. And at that moment, it was a revolution. By carvery, I mean when suddenly you went to restaurants and um, you were able to have not just one meat, but a selection of different meats if you wanted. The Americans obviously were well ahead of us with this. And they had um, all you can eat stuff going on long before England. I'd ever thought of it. I can remember one of my problems in life was when I went to America and lived there for three years, I was suddenly bombarded with all-you-could-eat Chinese restaurants and all-you-could-eat buffets. 
And as an Englishman, I wasn't ready for that. As an Englishman, I'd been raised to think that when you pick from the menu, you pick one thing and that's what you're going to get. So suddenly I was in America and there were big signs on Chinese restaurants like, hey, come on in, $5, eat all you can. To me, my problem was I never saw that as an invitation. I saw it as a personal challenge. So I used to go in and lay down my five bucks and I used to eat crab legs, uh, lo mein, chicken this, chicken that, beef with this. Uh, and I used to just eat and until I was not full but over full and as my waistline began to grow and greed began to subside uh, I began to actually see it wasn't uh, a challenge it was an invitation but you know at that moment in England it was completely different for anyone that's English you know what I'm talking about you used to go to a restaurant they used to bring you a menu and they used to say you can have chicken beef or pork <coughs> What do you want? And there was no scope to say, well, can I have a bit of both? It was, no, you had chicken, beef or pork. Uh, that, that's what you're going to have. And you had to pick one. And often you'd pick one and the person across the table would pick the other one. And when theirs came, you actually said, oh, man, I made a mistake again. I wish I'd picked that. But all of a sudden in England, a revolution took place where we had these things called carveries opening up. And a carvery enabled you to have whatever you wanted. But often in those early days, people queuing up were conditioned by what they'd known before. So I would often cause revolutions, um, upsets in carvery queues in restaurants because the people before me would go and uh, the person behind the counter would say, would you like chicken, pork or beef? And they would pick one. But when it came to me, I'd suddenly say, can I have a bit of everything, please? Now, all of a sudden, the people that had gone in front of me were enraged because they were like, I didn't know you could do that. Hey, that's not my problem. You were living in your revelation. I'm living in mine. But behind me, suddenly there was a wave of outbreak when people would begin to say, we can have more than one. We can have more than one. And I would cause these revolutions in these carveries. And of course, the person behind the counter knew the rules. I was just standing on my what was right I was standing on no my knowledge of the rules and they would cut me off a bit of different meats it's the same way with this I know that's a long way around kind of making my point but hey it's a fun one isn't it but when it comes to spiritual leader it's not either or they're not opposing magnetic ends it's not be a leader or be spiritual rather it's be a spiritual leader in fact spirituality and good leadership don't oppose each other they actually work together in a very complementing way there's times in the life of a spiritual leader where you will have to be highly spiritual or um, have high leadership in your life but there's other times when it seems that they flow together but you know when we're going to be led by the spirit and walk in step with the spirit Often the leading of the spirit will cause us to lead in natural ways, yet we're sourcing our inspiration from somewhere not on this earth. Amen. Hope that makes sense. So when it comes to being a spiritual leader, it's not about being one or the other. It's about being both and having a commitment to the development of both. I know some people that give a lot of development time to developing the leader in who they are. <clears throat> Again, that's not wrong, but we should never forsake developing the spiritual of who we are. Now, when we look at recent church history, like the last 15 or 20 years, um, we've seen a real swing in a pendulum, haven't we, concerning um, spirituality and good leadership. I can remember when I first kind of started leading in church, <clears throat> there wasn't that much talk about being a good leader. There wasn't many seminars on church leadership. 
But there was a whole lot of stuff and seminars on being spiritual, how to speak in tongues, how to prophesy. There was a lot of spiritual context to the leaders that we were in those uh, days, like 20 odd years ago. But then all of a sudden, you see, there was a wave, wasn't there, where good leadership was being spoken of. And it was like the pendulum swung. Now, the reality was we were very spiritual in those days, but we were rubbish at leadership. Anything we gained from good spirituality, we lost through foolishness of lack of good leadership in our lives. But all of a sudden, through some incredible ministries, came this sound of um, being good leaders, understanding good leadership. All of a sudden, these men and women were teaching us principles in the Bible that showed us how to live in excellence and to, to, be, to be people that were great leaders, looking being good stewards of what God had entrusted to us. And it was like a wave of leadership teaching came in to the body of Christ. And it wasn't wrong. I'm not saying that's wrong. But what the church, I think, did is what she'll often do. Instead of finding a place of um, living with both, it swung like a pendulum to the other side opposite to what it had been. Prior to this moment, spiritual, 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 everything was spiritual. All of a sudden came this wave of me the leader, you the leader, us the leader, how to be a good leader, how to raise good leaders that raise good leaders, how to be a leader par excellent, leader, lead. everything was leadership. And the pendulum of church swung to a leadership focus where every conference, every seminar was on you the leader, me the leader, us the leader. You know, everything was leadership based. Now, don't get me wrong, we needed that because when it came to good leadership, we weren't that sharp in the church at that time. But what we never should have done was swung and allowed the pendulum to stick at that extreme of church leadership. Rather, we should have been like a pendulum that developed the ability to be able to flow between both, to swing between both. And I believe that that's something that God's correcting in our understanding of church leadership at this time. You know, I believe the Lord's like, well done, you learnt good leadership, give yourself a pat on the back. But don't forsake the spiritual of who you are. Be a person that in one moment can lead things in a proficient way but also in the very next moment, be able to lay hands on the sick, hear heaven concerning something, be able to operate and move in the gifts of the spirit, teach others to operate and move in the gifts of the spirit. You know, sometimes when people say to me, um, you know, we don't hear you stand on prophesy on stage much. I said, well, often that's because you're expecting an Old Testament expression of that gift in and through me because of the way that you've been raised. The reality is I believe that I'm not just being prophetic when I'm standing on a stage prophesying, but there's a big element to the prophetic in my daily leadership. I believe that if you want to see the prophetic in my life, look at the journey of our church over the last 10 years. You will see a lot of prophetic leadership. I wasn't standing there saying, yay, yay, we must say, go, go, it's going to snow, or, or, or anything that would be um, seen as being prophetic but prophetic was in my leading the whole time the time that the lord saved us from making stupid mistakes led us in directions before other people had considered the directions these were all spiritual things to the leading that i was doing now i don't know if that kind of makes sense of things but we don't want to say be a spiritual leader and so subsectionalize or or subcategorize these two quadrants or parts so that they don't flow together rather we want a harmony and a, a flowing together of you the spiritual person and you the great leader 
And that's where I come from this title, The Spiritual Leader. In my podcasts, I don't want to just give out good leadership tips that make those wanting good leadership tips go, there you go, that was a good one, wasn't it? Equally, I don't want to give out a sound that's just spiritual, where I teach on the gifts of the Spirit and, uh, and, and the attributes of God. I want to cause within this podcast that uh, I have the opportunity to speak to your hearts with a blending, um, a heavenly blending between these two things that complement each other so well. Why? Because I know ministry. After being in ministry the last 25 years, I can say with hand on heart that there are times where you need to be a great leader, but there's also times when you need to be very spiritual. But God doesn't want you and hasn't called you to be either or. Rather, he's called you to accommodate, develop and have the flow of both in your life. So don't settle for being a leader. If you're a believer, it's not enough. If you're a believer, it's not enough to be a good leader. There's other great leaders in life like Richard Branson and other people that that uh, run huge organisations, multi-billion pound organisations. They're good leaders and good on them for being good leaders. But you know, when I look in the mirror, I see something that I've got that is more than what they've got. Because like I said at the beginning, when they come to the end of their natural ability, no matter how great their natural ability may be, they are done. When they come to the end of their uh, natural, um, uh, uh, natural skills, they're done. There's a lid that says stop. Oh no, not for me, not for you. If we will commit to be spiritual leaders, like Paul, when we come to the end of our ability, that's when we find a whole new ability, ability so far above our own, it leaves us amazed and giving praise to the Lord. When we come to the end of what we can bring to the table, we suddenly find the life, the ability, the power of the Holy Spirit now available and flowing through us to produce the things that God is asking us to produce. Come on, there's no there's no room for pride or boasting in this, is there? When people say to me about some of the great decisions that I've made over the last 25 years of leading um, family church and great big life and the ministries that God entrusted to me, I would be a prideful fool to say, yes, didn't I come up with good ideas? No, it was all God. It was God's constant voice in the spiritual of who I am, giving me inspiration and insight and direction that could flow through the leader of who I am to bring things about that cause him to get the glory. So I hope that's encouraged your heart today. And as you look at yourself today, please don't just see a leader. That's not enough. The world needs more from you than that. And don't just see yourself as spiritual, sitting in an armchair doing spiritual things. No, rather be that person in the carvery right now that chooses not to take either or, but takes both and makes both parts who they are. But remember the part that comes first. When you refer to me, don't call me leader spiritual. Call me spiritual leader. Because in my heart and my opinion, the spiritual must always come first. God bless.
I hope you enjoyed that episode of The Spiritual Leader. There was certainly a lot of food for thought within it, wasn't there? We want to continue to resource The Spiritual Leader that you are, and uh, we've got a whole bunch of resources that can do that. The best way to um, look at these resources is to visit our one-stop shop, which is Linktree, and the address is um, www.linktree, which is L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E, then put backslash andy.elms. Also, don't forget my new book is coming out really soon, Soul Winner. We're so excited about this book. We believe it's going to mobilize the church back in to the harvest field. Also, don't forget next week, we're going to be back for another episode of The Spiritual Leader. God bless. See you then.